Welcome to the Christine Means Business Podcast. My name is Christine Hansen and I'm a business consultant helping entrepreneurs to scale their business without working more through wonderful team management, leadership and strategy. Together with fellow experts or my own, this podcast is designed to share the most actionable tips, pieces of wisdom and anecdotes that will help you to avoid any mistakes that will cost you time or money to grow your business. It is my absolute joy to share that knowledge with you to help you for your ultimate success. You will get a new episode every two weeks and there's loads of free materials on my website christinemeansbusiness.com. So go ahead and check that out and I'm looking forward to hear your feedback and please don't forget to give us a couple of stars if you enjoy what you've been hearing on your podcasting platforms. And without further ado, let's start the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this brand new episode. I'm so excited to talk to you today, and you will get a beautiful shared wisdom, double the brain power today, where I have someone that I've known for quite a few years now, and I'm stalking her on Facebook all the time because she makes me laugh so much and is ridiculously talented and so nice. Kim Keel is my guest today. Hello and welcome. Hello, I will introduce you with her official super fancy bio. So let's have a look. Kim is a leading copy coach, direct response strategist, and founder of boutique copywriting agency, Kim Kill Copy. With 15 plus years of writing multi six-figure campaigns for small businesses and nonprofits, Kim helps brainy brands and experts share their gifts and positive impact with the world. She has a knack for instantly capturing a client's voice and writing elegantly persuasive copy. When she's not nerding out on say psychology in her home of Edmonton, Alberta, you can find her tromping through the Canadian wilderness with her kids and continuing her quest to find her favorite whiskey. Ooh, we do need to have a smackdown on uh, whiskey drinking for sure. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here. We're going to have a beautiful conversation today about the money-making dinner party framework for writing an email welcome sequence. And I cannot wait because literally I just dumped a reel and a TikTok on what you should know about email strategy. You should always be informed about you know, um, best practices, strategies that have been proven right time after time. But at the same time, you really have to figure out what you like, what you enjoy and do you. So it might be something completely different. And I know that Kim is really good at combining the traditional wisdom, but also keeping it, you know, unique to each one of her clients. Now, the first thing though, before we get started, there was something in your bio that I wanted to ask you about, and it's, you call yourself a direct response strategist. What exactly are we talking about? Great question. Thanks for having me, Christine. A direct response strategist or direct response copy is a form of copywriting. It, it is more known today as maybe conversion copywriting, but direct response, if you think of the Mad Men era, when they were writing mm -hmm. campaigns to get people to take an action or to create a response, that's where direct response came from. Typically, it, the, uh, direct response campaigns would be mailed out to people. And because I have a long background in the nonprofit world and charity, 
I actually honed my copywriting chops, writing direct mail, direct response copy. And I, I think that it can be done ethically uh, and it can be done maybe in a little smarmy way. And of course I tend to be more in the ethical area using sales persuasion for good, as opposed to just to make money and get the clicks and be all kind of bro marketing-y. Yes, I totally agree. It's totally my jam. I've recently read, and I should have done that probably years ago, Influencer by Robert Caldini for the first time. Really interesting read. I think pretty much every copywriter has probably read that and is basing their knowledge on it's most of his Probably on my findings. bookshelf right behind me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, because <laughs> of his findings. It is super interesting. And so I'm not against any of that, but it's as you say, don't promise when you can't deliver, basically. So having said that, it's interesting because you've worked for nonprofits, you work for small businesses. And so most people that are listening to the podcast are, let's say, small to medium business owners, right? So I know that for some people, it is really difficult to grasp what copywriting is. I'm always saying it's one of the most important things in your business. You should invest at some in some space on copy, specifically your website. You can also have email copywriters. Now we are going to dive into this and just very clear to explain the jargon of copy. Copy is basically text. Because in the beginning, when someone tells you copywriter, we think about, you know, the little C sign, you know, something yes. that copyright, you know, if we're in the beginning of our journey. But copy basically means text. So it could be an email, it could be your about page, it could be a sales page. It's just, I don't know why they even call it copy, to be honest. It's, it's confusing. Now, you, there are so many different ways of doing this. A lot of us are not, still remember, you know, yes, mail copy, like literally getting a flyer in the mail a newspaper ads, for example. And nowadays, obviously, it's email or even social media posts. Now, we are going to talk about an email welcome sequence. And I do have strong feelings about that because as the internet has developed, you know, people become more and more resistant against a lot of things, I feel. Like when we started out, or when I started out, which is like nearly a decade ago, it was medium kind of based like people use the internet quite a bit but it wasn't quite as saturated as it is now where I find when I see my new clients their struggle to get someone to spit out an email address is much bigger than it used mm. to be it's just it you know especially now with after a pandemic where everyone is now home is more used to the online space you know, writing, getting too many emails in a row, let's say best practice used to be like three to five to seven emails even in a certain time span can be overwhelming. And I get it. I really from the consumer side. So that's why I'm so interesting, interested in your framework because you're talking about a money-making dinner party framework for that welcome sequence. So walk us through that and also how it is, ethical versus just pure marketing. I want to get your money grabbing kind of vibe, which we do like money, but we, we do like, money. like to make it in a, in the right way. Let's put it that way. I think when we, as business owners <clears throat> think of showing up in service and delivering value and that that value is worth an exchange of money, uh, as long as what you're delivering does have value for the right people at the right time, then I think we can feel safe that we're not doing anything wrong. 
If you are strictly writing a sequence or whether it's a sales email sequence or a welcome email sequence with uh, just a strict goal to like numbers only, money only, uh, and have a little regard for the transformation that you can create for your client, I think that's when you come into the gray area of uh, more smarmy and icky, slick kind of marketing that makes us all feel really bad. What I want to offer you and your readers or listeners is to understand that if you're actually asking yourself, oh, is this, is this ethical marketing? You probably are <laughs> doing it right because the people who really don't care about that kind of stuff aren't asking that question. So if you are already thinking like, oh, I don't really want to come, come across as smarmy, you probably aren't. So like rest assured you're on the right path. One of the the biggest challenges that I see in copywriting for new business owners, and I certainly was like this in my own business when I first started out, and I see it in a lot of the copywriting when I'm uh, copy coaching for some people and they bring their, their emails to me is it's almost like there, it's like turning on the fire hose of information and it's overwhelming. And I think this kind of ties in a little bit to what you were saying about like three to five to seven emails. I do personally recommend a four to five email welcome sequence, but we space it out and we change the level of information and the kind of information that we're sharing in each of those emails so that it is not overwhelming. And I call it the dinner party formula because you think of if you're, if you're hosting a dinner party and somebody is coming to your door, you're not going to instantly like shove all the food in their face, right? You're going Mm -hmm. to open the door take off their coat and hand them a glass of champagne or maybe an amuse-bouche. So that very first email that you deliver is um, where you deliver the free lead magnet, the freebie, the free training, whatever you're creating to exchange in exchange for that person's email. Then that first email is simply just thank you for putting this on the order. Thank you for receiving my invitation. Here's exactly what you wanted. I'll pop back in, in a few days, but I just want you to know, here's your link and, and, and enjoy. Basically it's just Mm -hmm. a very simple, succinct first email. Now, before you even write the rest of the emails, you need to know where, what your final action is that you want your person to take. Do you want a new subscriber to book a call with you? Do you want a new subscriber to buy a smaller digital product? Do you want your new subscriber to join your free Facebook community? So as long as you know what that ultimate goal is, that first step to working with you is, then you craft the dinner party sequence to bring people along that journey so that on the final email, that's actually when you're making the ask. So after the first email, someone opens the door and you hand them the cocktail The next email, which I typically recommend sending actually the day after is the appetizer course. So in this one, you are welcoming them again. It's a little bit warmer. It's a little bit longer and you are reminding them of the resource and giving the link again, and then you're just giving them a little introduction to you. And so think of it, you can approach it in two ways. You can approach it like a charcuterie platter. So you could be offering a few different samples of your, of your wares. So like, in addition to this free resource, I also wanted to point you out to this, uh, um, one of the most popular blogs on my blog post, 
or the most downloaded podcast, or there's this excellent free training that I offer. So you can go check that out. So it's just like little snippets, little tastes of what it's like to be in your world. Mm -hmm. That's one approach. The other approach, which is the one that I have in my welcome sequence is to actually help people have a win from that free resource. So Mm -hmm. you've put all your, uh, effort into creating this lead magnet. You've probably spent money on ads to get people to go to your website, to sign up now, help them get a win from that resource. So you might want to reference a couple of points inside of that document or inside of that video training, uh, to really help them get use out of that free uh, lead magnet. So those are the two approaches that I typically take for the appetizer email few days later, three to five days later, I serve up the mind blowing main. And this is where it's really about showing your own authority, presenting yourself as an expert, but not in like a smarmy braggadocious way. It's really in just like, you're safe with me. Typically in this email, I would be uh, talking about my story, my trajectory to become a copywriter or to become whatever kind of business owner I am. If it's kind of not relevant to my business, then maybe I would do a case study. I would present Mm -hmm. to you how I work with other people, get you to meet one of my clients and the transformation that I created for them. Again, there's no ask. I just keep these strictly delivering value and, you know, delivering uh, a welcome, making Mm -hmm. people feel welcome and getting to know me. By the fourth email, you have, a, you have, you have an optional middle email here. Um, and again, it's three to five days later, mm-hmm. you can send, it's a more of a ninja move, more of an advanced technique. It's called the self segmenter email. And it's one where you have, you're writing about, um, I've, I've learned, I've shared a lot, a little bit about myself. Now I'd love to hear about you, which of these three options best describes where you're at in your business. And you can give them three options like mm-hmm. beginner, middle expert. And when they click that link, it creates a tag inside of your uh, email service provider uh, so that you know who's subscribing and then you can further segment. Now that is an advanced technique. And I don't, mm-hmm. if you have, if you're just starting out in business, you don't need to do that. The final email of course is the dessert course. And this is the one where again, three to five days later, you are serving up the piece de resistance. Like this is the email where you're showing social proof. You're painting a picture of what it looks like to work with you on the other side or the transformation people are having from that final offer that you're going to be then inviting them to. And so at, in that email is when you make the ask, it's when you say, look, you've enjoyed this sequence. You're welcome. Welcome to my world. And we can continue this by joining my free community where I deliver all kinds of golden nuggets. Or, uh, if you really want to get the full framework, click here and buy the workshop. So, you know, there's a couple of different angles you can take. Uh, for me, my call to action on that final email is to book a call. Um, most people aren't ready at that point, uh, and that, and I'm okay with that. I don't have a very sophisticated funnel anyway, but it depends on the type of business that you run. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I think that makes total sense, and I like that it's you know I know that people love formulas and it can be overwhelming at first, you know, but I think everything you deliver here comes from a place of service. Still, I think we need to remember that, like the people. You need to, I think that 
the state of mind that you should be in is that they hear already for a reason. And it's really to make sure that you're a great fit. So it's not necessarily about you pleasing them at all. I really think it's more about you explaining who you are, even if that is something that we're not used to, because we're like, why should I be talking about myself? Shouldn't I convince them that I am amazing? It's like, no, you just show who you are. What do you like? What don't you like? You know, what do you love about your profession? What are you extremely good at? Because you have proof, you know. And then it's also at the end, it, it has to be very clear in a way that it's a take it or leave it situation. Whatever you do, it's totally fine. I think when you have that detachment, you write differently. You know, you you just let it flow. And it's like, here is my offer. You're here for a reason. If this is singing to you, it's beautiful. Perfect. Let's go for it. If it's not, then that's totally fine too. And sometimes, I don't know if you've seen this before, but I actually do send an email after a certain uh, amount of time that's literally called, should I stay or should I go? And it's like, you know, you were curious, you found out a little bit about me. And this is just my get, you know, not get out of jail card, but (laughs) similar, you know, as in, you know, either you like me or you don't, it's totally fine. And I think that is maybe important for your copy, first of all, but also for your peace of mind. Because I think people take it so personally sometimes when we write these things. Um, but having that situation of, you know, you've been, you've come to my house, my virtual house, mm-hmm. you know, you literally knocked on the door. I gave you, a, you know, in good faith, you know, and then just like, undertouched and I do my best. I'm a great host. Now it's up to you if you want to, you know, stay in my universe or not. So I think that is, I love that comparison with the dinner party framework for sure. What are some things that you have seen, because you've worked with so many businesses that work very well in terms of that ask that you have at dessert? Is it a, a small offer? Is it to book a call? I find, and this is just me musing literally that the book a call thing has become a little bit old maybe it's because I've been in business for so long um so what are maybe some alternatives to that I think it's not a book a call it's a free (laughs) strategy session it's a free 15 minute profit um profit leaks like a 15 minute call to see where your profit leaks are or it's a 15 minute strategy session to um, uh, identify any limit, uh, limiting beliefs and how we can shift them. So there has to be an outcome. It's not just book a call. It's mm-hmm. a strat, a free strategy session. And there's some things you can say around it. Like this is a totally no pressure. If you are not hundred percent bought in, like that's fine, but I, I would love to get to meet you. So that's just to, to handle that book a call. We don't ever call it book a call. We call it something different. Um, uh, other things that could work would be to join my free community, my telegram, my boxer channel. Uh, oh, is there how like interesting? A, I never yeah, thought of that. Yeah. Is there, uh, is there like a small membership that you want somebody to subscribe to like a $9 or $12 a month subscription? Uh, one of the lead magnets that I worked on with a client was, uh, daily affirmations. Mm-hmm. So she had created 30 days of free uh, one minute miracles or affirmations that were delivered each day. So this is a little bit of a different approach. This is one where you're sending 
an email each day. Um, and then at the end of those 30 days, the invitation is to step into 365 days of miracles for $27. Oh, wow. So you could even do something a similar, but different, whatever that is for your business. If you offer some kind of, uh, can create kind of like a series. And then the, the final step is, do you want to continue the series? Then you can opt in. Uh, it can be a free offer. It can be watch this other video or like the next step on the journey. And maybe on that free webinar, you have an ask or an invitation to join your course or program. Um, I think it just, again, you want to think of what that end result is, what you want that mini next step to be, and then craft your emails towards it. Mm -hmm. Very beautiful. Now I know that, so I'm just going to plop that in here, that Kim is amazing because she regularly has workshops where you can get things done with her. So you should definitely check her out. But what I wanted to ask you is some very practical advice, because I know that you have that happening at your workshop as you present the framework and then let's say, okay, let's get to writing email. Number one seems to be fairly straightforward, but let's get to the second email, that second email where you start to shine your light to talk about yourself. I can imagine that quite a few people struggle with that part. And it's like, I have nothing to say. I don't even know how to start. It feels super awkward writing this, especially if you've never written something like that before. Um, so from your experience of hosting these regular workshops, how do you typically manage to help people to get comfortable, you know, writing? Good question. I think we, uh, as human beings overthink things <laughs> and we overanalyze. So if we think of the appetizer email, which is where we're going to maybe just welcome people a little bit more into our world and be a little bit more friendly, deliver value. I think if you decide, okay, I'm going to link to these three resources, decide the three resources, put them in, uh, and then you create sort of an, in, uh, an intro and then an extra. Uh, so if you kind of just break it down in terms of those steps, it actually will come very easy for you. The more constraints you put around writing your copy, the better you will write and the faster you will write. So if you are mm -hmm. sitting down and looking at a blank Google doc, yes, or a Word doc like, oh God, <laughs> you can't think like you're, you're, you have a million ideas. You don't even know where to start, but if you know, okay, I need an intro, then I need three resources. Then I need a, an outro and maybe like an open loop to stay tuned for the next email. So once you have that little box around your copy, then you could just write, you know, Here's, here's this amazing blog post. People really love that. It gives you three tips for, um, finding more clients, uh, number two. So you can just like, just tackle those little bits that you feel comfortable writing and then go back and write the other pieces. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I love and I, um, preach about all the time are copywriting formulas. So these are formulas that are even centuries old, um, to, organize your copy in a way that makes sense for the brain. And it's also typically they are, they are organized in a way that leads to persuasion. Some of the most popular common copywriting formulas are PAS or problem agitation solution, mm -hmm. where you would lead by saying, perhaps you're struggling with, um, you're reading your profit loss statement. 
And then you kind of talk a little bit about why that might be trouble. Then you amplify, it probably is getting to the point where you're like not sleeping at night because you don't understand what's going on in your business. Imagine how it would feel if you could go to bed each night, knowing that you are on top of things and your business is moving the way it wants to. So you've now introduced a solution. So it's a way of organizing your Mm -hmm. copy in a way that makes sense to the reader, but it also gives you an anchor as you're writing it. So for that second email, the appetizer email, I would actually recommend an ADA framework, which is attention, interest, desire, action. So you can come up with some kind of uh, attention uh, getting subject line, compelling them to open and click. And then you drive interest about what it's, what it's like to be in your world, create a little bit of desire, and then you lead them with, leave them with an action step. So maybe that action step is to go back and do that in their own business or to go back and watch that video or to go access that free resource. So I really love using formulas um, because they, that constraint actually helps you innovate and write faster and write better. Yeah. And I can feel, you know, you've had 15 years of experience that, you know, when you see someone, what kind of formula would work for them most likely as well. I think that's something that I really appreciate about working with copywriters. It's because they, they see you, like they literally see your character and they can say, okay, you wouldn't actually write like this, you know, so let's try it this way, you know? So I just think there's a tremendous value in that specifically in the beginning of your journey, because you see yourself differently than you come across in the beginning. I think it gets better with personal development galore, which you will be doing at some point. All the mindset work. <laughs> exactly. When you just are more self-aware and work with that. But in the beginning, particularly, I feel that very often we have an idea of what, who we might be or even who we might want to be to attract a certain kind of person when that is not necessarily, you know, your truth, which you should be using to attract the perfect clients, really. So that is why I think it's copywriting is a skill that goes, yes, you have the formula, you have the knowledge, you have the science, you have the psychology. But honestly, I think what you really need in a good copywriter is someone who sees and hears you particularly. And I just know that Kim is like that because we've been in a group together and she just so right through me all the time. And you can just see that you get sentences that stick, you know, that you're like, oh, this is me, but on steroids, you know, like it's one of the, even one of the like best it. hacks for that, Christine, is to actually have conversations with your clients. So whether you hire your VA or your assistant, mm-hmm. or you do it yourself, but have conversation with them, ask them what they were struggling with before they started working with you, ask what the biggest outcome was, what they got from that experience. Uh, and they will tell you, uh, they'll use words that you wouldn't use yourself Mm -hmm. and they will pull out themes that you wouldn't have thought of. Like you think you're delivering X and they're like, I got Y. Yes. And you go to write or update your website copy, or maybe some sales messaging. You want to use those words that your customers are saying, because when you take that phrase, like, Oh, Christine just made everything so simple and uh, I, I knew exactly what the next step should be. Then you turn that into a headline. Wouldn't you like to have things simplified so that you know exactly when to take the next step? 
people when they read that are going to be like, oh, it's like you were in my head. And yes. the reality is you kind of were like you, you took the time to interview your customers. So before I take on any copy project, when I'm working on one-to-one projects, I, I have a very deep, um, message mining process where I'm interviewing three to five clients. I'm reading all of their testimonials and reviews. That's another good hack Mm -hmm. is read through all of the testimonials, Google reviews, Facebook reviews, and you'll see there are these keywords that keep coming out in the language that your people are using. And that is like one of your unique selling propositions. I agree. And it's so funny. I always use the example that I don't realize when I'm funny. Like, you know, you say something and you didn't even think about it and everyone is laughing and you're like, oh, I didn't realize that was funny right now, you know? So it's just this this blindness that we have towards ourselves, which is totally fine, but it's not the best to write copy. <laughs> like literally you need some exterior feedback in order to really bring it to the page. I, I totally agree. And I think you said something at the beginning of the interview about you know, there's all these blueprints and formulas and people tell you what to do and how to do it, but you have to tap into what's going to work for you. And I really struggled with my own email list. I actually ghosted my list for (laughs) months. So I'm a copywriter. I'm like, it's like the cobbler's kid, right? Like I was getting people onto my list, but I didn't email them for literally like six months. And it's because I was like, oh, I need to batch my content. Oh, I need to, I need to come up with all these things and write them all at, at the same time, which is a great approach. If that is how you are wired mm-hmm. naturally to work, that is not my wiring. And it was when I, I can't even remember who I was working with, but they were like, you know, trust those intuitive hits. Like once you, mm-hmm. once you get an inspiration, trust that that's the right one that your audience needs to hear. So I gave myself permission to just write an email whenever I felt like it. Yeah. And it became joyful. It became fun. I began listening more to like those intuitive hits that came and trusting them and sending the email out. And then people would reply and say, oh, this was so helpful or, oh, this was hilarious or, oh, thank you so much for this. So I think that if you are a batch type person, like you like to get pre-planned, then do that. But if that's not who you are, just follow your own intuition and your own flow to get started and give yourself permission to do it on your own terms, because I guarantee that showing up how you want to show up is going to create the best connections with your best clients because they're going to resonate with that approach. I agree. And I, at the moment, don't even have a welcome sequence because I'm like, I'm over it. I'm like, right now, my brain can't handle anything. It's just because it's just been a tough couple of years you know it's just everything it's just on very thin ice so I was just like okay let's scrap this I don't even like it anymore even though I did like it at some points very well written was written by copywriters and everything I was just like at this point in time it's not who I am at this point in time I am very spontaneous and just like sparky and short <laughs> in a yeah. way. So, and so the, the dinner party formula probably isn't going to be an approach that works for you because it that's will not be a match again. for you. Right? Exactly. And it's yeah. just, it's cyclical, you know, it will be at some point I'll be like, you know, now I actually feel like having in a welcome sequence again, and I set it up again. So it's also to give you guys permission to try in your business, whatever you want to do for however long, and you'll feel it in some way. 
And I have different funnels too. So for one funnel, I will have a sequence because it makes more sense leading towards something that makes sense to be leading to. Other opt-ins are meant for something different where I won't have that, you know? So it, I think it's also as your business grows, as you want to have different ways of attracting people, you welcome them differently. It's like, hey, you guys, we already kind of know each other. It's my garden party. You just come in and the barbecue exactly. is running. And it's yeah. just like, we hit the ground. It's just like, hey, little refresher. Here's your drinks, jump in the pool. And others, you know, oh, we've met once or twice, you know, and this is the first time in my home. It's just, it's just different, you know? So, but I do like just the food in general. Like who doesn't like food <laughs> myth- like analogies? It's like... But having that hosting something, I think that's very, very in our nature. We all know what we like, what we don't like. So really go with that, like take that comparison and tailor your sequence to that. And obviously, if you're like me and I loathe writing, which is hilarious because I'm bringing out a book, but I had a ghostwriter (laughs) writing it and it's based on audio. So but (laughs) if you are insecure and you are stuck just because you don't know how to move forward, Kim has a wonderful free resource, actually, which you can get at her website, kimkeel.com forward slash magnetic hyphen copy hyphen checklist or dash if you hyphen is too British for you. And then you can get the checklist to make sure that you've done all the bits and bobs and have the constraints that you need in order to be efficient. Or you can also reach out to Kim and I can see that she has the same name or the same words in all of her social media handles, which is her name, Kim Kiel, K-I-E-L. Um, and you will find her on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. We have all the social media platforms in the show notes. So if you go to christinemeansbusiness.com forward slash blog or forward slash podcast, then you will find all of those to click on. And I would recommend to stalk her because she does have those super efficient workshops where you can get things done with her in a group setting that is very affordable as well. I mean, we're just going to be very honest. And then to get to know her and she has different ways of working with her, of course, as well. But so check her out. And then Kim, maybe what's your favorite place to hang out right now in social media world? Uh, I'm playing around with Instagram. I don't create a ton of content, but I do use that more for sharing kind of uh, like copywriting tips or strategies. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you follow me personally on Facebook, that's where I'm sharing like funny funny stories, (laughs) you know, that's really a personal, uh, personal uh, expression of my creativity. Um, so you can follow me there for some like personal tidbits, or if you want to follow me on Instagram for more of the copywriting tips, that's what you can Beautiful. do. And I'll just invite your listeners. If you do subscribe to when you download the magnetic copy checklist, it'll give you all kinds of tips, uh, how to's best practices. Uh, but because you're listening to this podcast, once you've subscribed and you start getting my welcome sequence, shoot me an email. Cause I read all the emails myself. And if you want, I have an actual workbook for the welcome sequence that wows the dinner party framework. And I'd be more than delighted to send that to your listeners. So they can just email me once they start that subscription process. I don't have like a fancy funnel set up or anything, but I'll send oh, wonderful. Thank you so much for your generosity. And I'm absolutely certain they will. I'm so excited for you guys, you know, and let her know that you've 
you know, obviously discover trust through the Christine Wins Business Podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being here today and sharing your time and your valuable wisdom. You guys, this is the distillation of years and years and years of experience. I cannot stress it enough that this is not something that you can just Google. It's always these personal little touches that make it pure shiny goodness so thank you kim check her out under kimkeel.com her official website in the show notes and for all those of you who are watching us on youtube right now make sure you subscribe and you like our video if you're on your podcast make sure that you subscribe and i think that is it i'll see you guys back in two weeks time bye bye for now Alright, and here is what I usually forget at the end of every episode. So first off, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to tune in. We really, really, really appreciate it. Now, don't forget that I've written a book with everything you need to know about growing and building a business online. It's called We Mean Business, the practical guide for creative entrepreneurs, coaches and small businesses to build your brand and grow your business online. You can find it on Amazon, but also in other online bookstores and on my website. Also, please make sure that if you want to stalk me, you follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube or Twitter or Pinterest or TikTok. And if there was anything in this episode that you learned, that you found entertaining, that made you giggle, then I would be over the moon if you'd left us a five-star rating. These ratings go a long way for more people to tune in and make sure that you follow the podcast as well to share the love and to have more people find it. Thank you so much and we'll see you in two weeks time for a new episode.